0: Each week, I'll either be going solo or have guests with the aim to inspire, uplift you, and give you the tools for you to live your most epic AF life and business possible. You can find me on Instagram with the handle at Hi Vibe Babe. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome
1: back to the Hi Vibe Babe podcast. I'm Harry here, and today I have a beautiful interview for you. So- Today I'm chatting to Kiki Yura, she's a golden haired globe trotter, a radical self-love advocate, spiritual and personal growth junkie. She is a certified master life and success coach, master NLP practitioner and founder of Namaste Slay Babe Brand. She is an ex-9 to 5 turned full-time digital nomad who helps free-spirited soulpreneurs monetize their gifts so they can gallivant the globe. Hi Kiki, thank you so much for joining us. Hi! 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 I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm absolutely so excited. The first thing I want to ask you is, could you please share your Instagram handle for all the listeners to put the voice to the face, all way around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So I am at
2: Slay Babe. So N A M A S L A
1: Y Babe. Oh, yay! thank you so much. And I have to firstly say, I heard the first time I was introduced to was a podcast. I think it was Viola's podcast when I was looking to it last year. As soon as I heard your handle and your branding, I was like, I love her already. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even tell you how many times I get
2: messages like that in my inbox. And it makes me so happy because I'm... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> to, be, to be quite honest, I'm not actually that clever. <laughs> like, I just love I love the name Namaste, and when I first started in network marketing, I wanted something to kind of represent that. And as I went along and really evolved my brand, it it reminded me that, especially in business, it's like the peaceful and the powerful. And I think it's so important to have those two things and the flow and the, you know, the masculine and the feminine almost. And I absolutely love what this brand has turned into because it was originally called Namasley Wellness because I was in a health and wellness. But I didn't want to lose Namasley because I loved it. So I mm. turned it into Namaste Babe. All of all of the coaches that I looked up to in this space were all babes. So I just oh, true.
1: Kept, kept with the trend. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Mending the two, the mess and the feminine, the powerful and the peaceful. Yeah, I just, I'm so all about it and like the human and the woo. I'm so all about bringing it all together and just yeah.
2: And it. Yeah, like, I first discovered, obviously, namaste through doing yoga and I just, mm-hmm. I really... I resonate with that kind of like flowiness and the spiritual connect. Obviously, the spiritual connection—that's like all of my brand. (laughs) (laughs) The the, you know, just like what comes with that. I I have roots in a lot of places, so it just kind of sums everything up very nicely for me.
1: That's so beautiful. Okay, so could you give us a bit of a background? Like, go back as far as you want—from six months, if you want, or past life, or whatever. But please (laughs) give (laughs) us like. The download of who you are and how you've really got to be doing what you're doing now.
2: Okay. So just because you said past life, I'm going to throw this in there, but I once uh, was burned at the stake. I was doing an NLP technique I was having during my certification process, I had one of my partners. So was, was doing a breakthrough day for me. And when we did a time technique, it, this is where you, you work on your timeline to go into mm-hmm. your subconscious kind of conditioning and, and releasing all of that. And for whatever reason, there was, for my anger, which I was releasing, there was a past life there. And uh, three lifetimes ago, I was a witch burned at the stake, which is crazy. Wow. So- Yes. Yeah. That being that being said, moving <laughs> into this lifetime, <laughs> I am Kiki Yura. I have a fascination with travel. I absolutely love what the the life that I've kind of cultivated and created for myself via online marketing and like I mentioned, I started in network marketing. My love of travel really started when I was 19. I went on tour with the Rolling Stones and saw 14 countries in two months and that was the craziest experience, one of the craziest experiences of my life. But when I got started in network marketing, it was funny because from that moment of like going on tour with the Stones, I literally left the tour and went the following day into my first year of university. And so it was such a whirlwind. And as soon as I got back to school, I was like, this is not the life for me. Like, I do not want to do this. I want to work in Hollywood. I want to be a publicist. Like I very quickly learned that I wanted to be doing something that was more exciting than, you know, originally I wanted to be a teacher. And so (laughs) full circle moment, here I am really kind of Teaching and doing exciting life things by running a business through my laptop in yes. all different parts of the globe. So, in network marketing, kind of in short, when I when I became a network marketer, um, I loved the health and wellness aspect because I had gone through a cancer diagnosis at the age of twenty eight, and that's when I fell in love with the network marketing company that I was part of, and what eventually ended up transpiring when I decided to work for the company was that I fell in love with personal development and personal growth and development has become such a huge part of my life. Like I really feel like it was a coming home for me and being able to show up. And at first I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was just kind of showing up and trying to inspire other people through Instagram. I remember the very first Instagram story I ever did. I probably like recorded it fifteen times. And this was this was only when you could record one at a time, right? So you've only got fifteen seconds and you gotta say everything you want to (laughs) say. And it was just, I remember, but then slowly over time, you know, people started following along and sending me messages and saying how inspirational I was and all I was really doing was just showing up and and being myself and trying to inspire others to lead better lives. I'm just Sitting here like having such a crazy full circle moment right now because when I first started, this was the life that I dreamt of and now I'm sitting here like looking out at my pool and like over, you know, I'm up on a hill looking over the the ocean in San Juan del Sur in Nicaragua and it's just crazy to be thinking about what was my life like just three years ago and three years has gone by in the blink of an eye. And like, this is the life that I've gotten to create. So that's a bit about me when, when network marketing kind of fell away for me. Um, I started my own coaching business. I had no idea what I was doing. People just kind of said to me, you know, have you ever thought of life coaching because I think you'd be great at it. And I was like in that moment, I was like, yeah, actually I have like, this is part of my five-year plan. And then only two years later, I was starting my coaching business. So mm. this is, this is year two of Namaste Babe in
1: its entirety.
0: Mm, I love it. The thing I really want to
1: dive into personally, like I'm here for the, all the things, the thing that really catches <laughs> my eye every time or my mind, however it works, is about your training in NLP. What really yes. drove you to that? Like, can you tell me a bit about that? And For people who aren't really familiar, I'm definitely a beginner with it. Like I've done a little bit with you and I've done a bit like with Gabby Bernstein, her books and stuff. But I just really would love for you to introduce people to that and tell us about your journey with that too. Yes, absolutely. So NLP
2: stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And what it is, is a lost user manual for your subconscious mind. And so it's this ability, and I can't take credit for that, by the way, that's the (laughs) the CEO of the company that I got trained through. This is like what he describes it as. And what it is, is this ability to really take your belief system and flip it on its head. Because your belief system is instilled with you from the ages of zero to seven. Because in that time, you are a walking sponge. You don't have a critical faculty. You don't have this ability to decipher what's real and what's not. Your subconscious mind just takes on everything as truth. And if you don't do the work to instill new beliefs, if you don't do the work to release the quote unquote truths that you thought that you were taught as a child, AKA money is hard to make. Well, that's not a universal truth because for a lot of people, money isn't hard to make. And so until you go through and you can release and rewire these belief systems You're going to go around and you're going to be having a really difficult time in life, unless that's kind of how you want to live your life. So what it does is it rewires, it re, you know, instills new beliefs in you. And then there's a bunch of kind of like different modalities within that. Like you've got hypnosis that's complementary to it. You have, uh, for myself, I learned EFT at the same time, which is tapping. And that's just moving like energy through your energetic body, really. Mm -hmm. And then it's also time techniques is like I mentioned Mm -hmm. at the beginning is this journey on your timeline. And it's a way to communicate to your subconscious mind because your subconscious thinks in pictures, sounds, and feelings, as well as taste and smell. But the the main three is what you see, hear, and feel.
1: Mm. I love that. And it's it's a whole nother layer, right? Because mindset is so a pillar of my business and my life and my mm-hmm. conditioning from all the things that really affect me. Also now as I have kids, I'm like really aware of now knowing that I'm creating their beliefs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I don't feel qualified to be doing this. I probably should have taken a test <laughs> for something first. <laughs> it's so true though.
2: I think a lot of parents, until you become, I hate saying it like this, but woke, uh, you don't really realize what you're projecting onto your kids, which in in reality, and this is another part of this whole NLP thing, is that Until you choose to break the cycle, you are going to continue to perpetuate it. So it's your job as a human to go through and do the work to heal and to release and to rewire and take on new truths. Whatever you want to be, a truth can be a truth, right? If you want to believe that money can be easy to make, you can instill that in you. Especially if you're like a mom and you're listening to this podcast, it's very important for you to go through and heal any of that, you know, past life, generational, any kind of that energy, because until you do, you will pass that on to your
1: children. Mm, Yeah, I totally agree. And it becomes, yeah, a a healing process. And I think that honestly, I really do think that's what the world ultimately needs. The things that happened in my childhood, that affects me that wasn't necessarily a bad thing it's not even necessarily like a belief about money or or maybe like sometimes the beliefs we pick up actually really served our parents and they did serve us but then we get to an age where it doesn't serve us anymore do you know what I mean correct yes absolutely going like business structure wise like how do you lead people through this like what do you offer in regards to working with if someone wants to do NLP with you how does it look yeah yeah so, and also sorry, I'm just gonna
2: quickly answer one of your other questions. You asked me how I got into it. So oh yes, um, yeah, sorry, I just remembered I didn't answer that. When I first started in the online space, there were a couple coaches that I really looked up to and just really admired a lot of them with the the ending of the babe in, there <laughs> in their names. <laughs> and I I noticed this trend where all of them had gone through this one company, and they all had seen really great success in their life. And so I was like, "Wow, this this seems like a very reputable uh, company." So I chose the the name of the company is Transform Destiny. And if you are interested in more information about that, like first of all, feel free to reach out to me. But I'll give you as well a link that people can kind of just directly go to. But um, for my clients, I work in a couple of different ways. I offer different tiers if people are wanting to do NLP. like Obviously, I have my one-on-one coaching container. And when I first start working with a client, that is some of the stuff that we will always do first is work to remove limiting beliefs, negative emotions, things. And this could take Multiple times like it's not necessarily something that's healed in one go It's something that definitely shifts energy in one go, but then I also offer full-on in-person or online Transformative breakthrough days. I call them slay days and then oh I have a condensed version of that Called a slay session. So what we do is Is we go through, obviously in a day, it's like a six to eight hour process, depending on, you know, how much stuff you've got going on that you want to heal. But we take an entire chunk of the life wheel. So if you are someone who is struggling with your health and wellness, if you are someone who is struggling with your career, if you are someone who is struggling with family and friends, like there is that, that pie chart of like the life wheel. And we take a full section of that and work through it for an entire day. If you're wanting to do a slay session, it's a problem within that area. So we take the life wheel and then we break it down to like a specific challenge that you are facing. And we'll go through, like I said, there's like a little bit of an intake, and interview. uh, And then we go through, we release all of the things using time techniques. And then what we'll do is go through and do any change work. So there's a lot of NLP techniques Uh, that are used to instill, like I said before, these new beliefs and these new value systems that Mm -hmm. you can really take with you to, to use in the future. The, my, the sleigh days are my favorite just because it's, especially if you choose to do it in person, because it's like bougie AF, I take you to a fancy space. And I mean, like, the Past couple of months I've been working out of Toronto. But if you want to come and meet me on my travels, I, I will do that as well. We'll go out to a really nice space and spend the day together. And this is what I love about it is that it's that in-person connection. It's you being able to ask me any of the questions, you know, your burning questions on anything, life, business, spirituality, anything like that. And then really getting to work and being able to do this powerful transformative work in a full day setting but having lots of fun while doing it
1: mm, I love it and for me like I found with my business and in-person events like for not only for my business but me as like a client as well in-person events are so powerful right oh my god I just hosted my first well a
2: friend of mine and I co-hosted but I was the keynote speaker it was my very first kind of full on speaking engagement slash workshop. And it was amazing. Like the, the people that were there were great. Some really amazing connections were made. And I think that's like my favorite part is Mm. not only getting to meet new people, but other people being able to network with each other and find support within that container is just so beautiful.
1: Mm, yeah I love that and, and the and the community because we before we go in our personal development journey we were sort of just talking a little bit before this interview and stuff and about how we aren't necessarily around these people all the time but we do find our people right like when we're on our path yeah. we find them we find opportunities and we magnetize things and well this is a perfect opportunity let's open the floodgates to law of attraction dump your amazingness about like stories and epicness around this topic please this the, the one that I just manifested? Yes, please.
2: <laughs> so, okay. Um, we were talking before this about just kind of like crazy universal synchronicities. And in reality, like there is no such thing as a coincidence. People are put on your path for a reason. I fully believe that, you know, things are going to happen the way they're going to happen. And it's... You know, you make these crazy connections. So what ended up happening was I have a friend back home. I'm right now I'm staying in Nicaragua, and I have a friend back home who reached out to me. she goes, "Oh my God, my brother's living there. Um, here's his contact info. If you need anything, shoot, shoot him a message. So I have decided because the past i've I've been traveling now almost five weeks. And I have been spending, you know, four days here, seven days there, two days, uh, you know, wherever on like a little mini getaway, and
0: mm-hmm. it's been
2: a lot. And I haven't really been able to do the caliber of work that I want to do. So I've decided that I'm just going to settle in Nicaragua for the month of March. And I really wanted to find what I love about Nicaragua is that it's super cheap, but there's a really great community here of. I hate the term expat, and I've been having so many conversations around this. So, a a community of white immigrants who (laughs) have all settled in in San Juan Del Sur, and they are so kind, so supportive, but it's a very small community and everyone knows each other. So, my friend Ben, my friend's brother Ben, had said, Oh, I think I found you a property here's all of the things that you're looking for and blah 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 and i said great could i go see the place before i invest in it he goes yeah i'll connect you with the the property manager eduardo and i was like okay great thank you so much and there was this little like ping that went off in my brain of oh i met an eduardo a couple a couple weeks ago but there's no way that you know, it's him. Like this is, this is Central America. I'm sure there are a million and one guys named Eduardo. (laughs) And I was like, and I met this guy in Panama anyways. So two countries ago, I meet this guy, Eduardo, and it is exactly the same guy that I met. And not only that, we had the conversation we, we got reconnected via Facebook and then we had a conversation really briefly. And then I went out for the day. And when I went out, I, I went to a beach and I saw Eduardo on the beach, like not even two hours later. So it's just, it's really funny the way that the universe will line things up. And I was like, okay, clearly this is where I need to be living. And, you know, mm. Eduardo actually like a really cool guy as well. So I'm sure he'll have all of the things for me to do and... and Oh, and the best part was that I said, you know, Eduardo, the biggest thing for me is that I really need high speed internet. Like Mm -hmm. I was, when I got to South America, um, I ran, I'm running a mastermind right now. And the biggest thing was that I had a terrible connection one day and I felt awful because I thought I had tested the internet but for whatever reason it just wasn't working and I got booted out of my own mastermind call twice and thank god my my women are just such high caliber that they kept kept it going while I was gone <laughs> <laughs> but um I said to him like you know this is the thing that I really need and like ability for video conferencing and all of this. He goes, "Well, I think I might be able to help you out because the I'm the property manager but the owner of the building is the same owner of the company that provides the fiber optic like internet here in Nicaragua." I was like, "Okay, wow. great." <laughs> so I'm in the right place, right place, right time which is just amazing. So yeah, I am a huge, huge advocate for the law of attraction. That's something that on top of NLP, I'm a manifestation queen. And so the the law of attraction is really something that I, am. I teach a lot of my clients is how to use their own power and their own energy to attract in what it is that they want.
1: Mm, okay. So would you mind giving us a quick 101 rundown of whatever comes <laughs> to mind? Like give us like the... Yeah. Many training Ab- right absolutely. Here yeah. attra- yes. <gasps>
2: okay, so law of attraction one oh one, and this is like the most basic of basic. But what I love actually about NLP is that it fuses into the law of attraction. So before I mm. started doing NLP, um, I I would talk about an acronym called TFAR. and I'm pretty sure Tony Robbins coined this, but I have taken it on. And it's thoughts, feelings, actions, results. At the Mm -hmm. most simplest bare bones uh, example is your thoughts carry energy. So your thoughts are going to create your feelings, which are your emotions. So you have to be very emotionally intelligent when it comes to checking in with yourself, seeing how you're feeling, asking yourself, why am I feeling this way? And being able to kind of move yourself through it, right? Because when you are ignorant to your own emotions, that's going to cause negative outcomes. Well, negative action, right? You're not going to feel motivated Mm -hmm. to take action towards your business, towards going after your goals, whatever it might be. And that's not going to get you a good outcome. However, if you are constantly checking in with yourself, asking yourself, what is my thought process right now? How is that in turn making me feel? Okay. I feel great because I'm thinking good things. And now I'm taking positive affirmative action towards my results i'm gonna have great results and that is at the very core of it and when we talk about nlp it's this idea that your subconscious mind filters in all of the information around you and your subconscious is 99 percent of your brain Your conscious activity is only 1%. So while you can think something, it might not actually be what's going to lead you to the action that you want to take because Mm. your subconscious is your emotional body. So it's what you know to be true about the world. It's your habits. It's how you've always been. So if you want to do something new, you have to program yourself into the thoughts, into the actions, into the feelings of it in order to get the different results. Because who you are right now is a result of who you've always been. So if you want to change who you're going to become, you have to change your actions. Like who you are today is creating your future.
1: Mm. I love that so much and so resonate (laughs) with with absolutely every single bit. And our transformations, it always always comes from the mind. Like I almost feel like that's all anyone even needs is support and mindset stuff. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And I'll give you guys another um,
2: little kind of hot tip when it comes to emotions and manifestation is that you really want to be looking at the emotional guidance scale. So this is something that Abraham Hicks came up with and Abraham is like an entity of channeled through uh Esther Hicks mm-hmm. and Esther is just absolutely phenomenal like I I love all of her stuff um her. but Abraham is the entity and they talk about how your emotions are your driving force because your emotions are what create your energetic system around you it has been scientifically proven that your energy can be felt up to 3 meters away from you it can be measured mm-hmm. outwards 3 meters so a perfect example of this is when you walk into a room and you get a vibe from someone that's not just some random thing that's their energy that you're picking up on or if you walk into a room and you see someone who's got good energy, you're like, man, I want to go and talk to that. But like, they seem really cool. That's Mm -hmm. their energy magnetizing you in. Right. And so this is the thing is that if you can be aware and be able to label your emotions, there's, they're numbered from like one to 22. And if you can label your emotions and see where you are on the emotional guidance scale and move yourself through it, even if it's just one better feeling emotion, that is moving yourself towards your desires and your dreams. So so many people get it wrong where they think that they have to go from a state of anger or grief or depression into a state of joy and bliss. And that actually causes you to be way more out of alignment than just moving from like anger to sadness. Because when you can shift yourself upwards, that's up the emotional guidance scale. When you can shift yourself in that direction, you are, you are consciously shifting yourself into a better. Um, emotional state, which is a a higher vibrational frequency, which is then going to make you an energetic match to what you are desiring.
1: Yeah. I love it all. And you know what? The thing that just came to me as it was all coming, as, as you were talking, was that all we have to then do is just replicate what we did to shift from one to the next, to be able to get from where we want to be to the top tier and it's about replicating the process and dealing with the same emotions and putting our ego to the side and being like "Yo, girl you know (laughs) you can go and chill out and watch tv in the back or something for a bit while we sort out the big girl stuff you know (laughs) right
2: and this is the other thing is that i think so many people think that personal development is like Baths and rainbows and sunshine. It is not, my friends. It is nitty gritty work. It is uncomfortable. It is messy. It's raw. It's emotional. It takes work, right? And we can think that we've healed something and then, you know, a couple months later be like, ah where the fuck did that come from? (laughs) Like I thought I was over this. And it just makes you realize that you're uncovering another layer of the healing that has to go on. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you're constantly working through it, and this is where the power of being conscious of your emotions comes in, is that... When you get used to doing the work, you can work through it faster. And this is how you make these quantum leaps that people talk about in this industry is that Mm -hmm. when you can recognize it, label it, say, okay, like, let's do the work around this. Why am I feeling this way? What's going on? Journal on it, meditate, like do the work to not avoid it, like not stuff it down, not try to move through it any faster than you need to, but just working to heal and to integrate your your knowledge and your teachings then you can move through it at such a faster rate and just move on right mm-hmm. and this is why it's imperative that you don't stuff down emotions and that you actually like for example like the the best example i can give of this is someone dealing with grief or loss or depression right those are really low emotional frequencies and negative emotional frequencies vibrational frequencies and when you go through a loss there is no amount of time given that you know you should be done it by right Mm. and i think a lot of people think that they have to just move through it and then you know two weeks later it comes up again and that's totally fine so sit with it if you need to be in it for a month right? Sit with it. Just make sure that you're consciously attempting to work through it. But then when you get tired of being in the shit, because you will, mm-hmm. you say, okay, how can I move from grief and depression into like the, the next best feeling is like unworthiness, is insecurity, is guilt, right? So mm-hmm. maybe there's something about this Loss, this grief. Let's say you lose a loved one, and you feel guilty about something, like I didn't, I didn't tell them I loved them before they left. That is actually as as backwards as this sounds. That is moving yourself in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Then you can get into a state of hatred, of rage, of just absolute pissed offness that they're gone, right? that is also moving you out of the shit and into a better direction. Mm -hmm. So the thing is that it's almost like an hourglass shape. So at the top, like number one, you've got joy, you've got knowledge, you've got freedom, love, appreciation, all of those things, gratitude. And then as you kind of move down, You've got passion and then enthusiasm and and you know positive expectations and optimism. And so you're kind of moving inward. And in the middle, you have like contentment and boredom and and maybe even a little bit of pessimism, right? Mm -hmm. So then as you move down even more, then you're going back out. So the frustration, the overwhelmment, worry, blame, all of that, you're going all the way out more towards the bottom, which is fear, grief, depression. So In the middle part, in around contentment and boredom, you're not really magnetizing either or. You're just Mm -hmm. kind of in an energetic limbo where some good things might come, some bad things might come, but they're not, you know, you're not magnetizing. Whereas when you are in that joy, that knowledge, that empowerment, my God, you are a magnet to your desires. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you're in that grief, that powerlessness, victimhood. You're a magnet, but to everything that you don't want. So it's very important to be aware of that in order to move out of it.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I know it just I know there's some people listening that really need to hear this. So I'm just going (laughs) to. Sorry, I feel like I just went on such a tangent. (laughs) No, it's really, really beautiful. And if this, I'm not even trying to round up the podcast, but if this actually has meant something to you, please do reach out or screenshot this and share it because I just, I know this is something that I really needed. I I wish I heard this 10 years ago, like, or even like when Mm. I was five. Um, (laughs) Because. Because it's it doesn't have to be this big grandiose, like, oh, I was depressed and now I'm like making a squillion dollars a year. It's not, right. you know, it's it's the steps and it's about, it's it's way more achievable, right? To go from the, what's the bottom one again, sorry?
2: Like victimhood, grief,
1: depression. Yeah, and just to slowly shift up and then shift into anger or something like that. It's right. way more achievable, right? Than, than just being like, oh, now I'm suddenly gonna feel joyful. It just doesn't you know and that it's okay to it's okay to have a process because of course we naturally always have process and it's naturally a journey but we can often find growing way off topic now but the comparison game right we see someone on instagram yeah. is like yeah i'm a high five babe so sorry if that's you doing that right now but still um <laughs> and and you know it can be really triggering but we it, it can be a process and that's what it actually is in real life that's what it is you don't just wake up one day and, and you're like that
2: Right. And even today, like I was having a conversation with one of my other friends in the coaching realm and we were, we were kind of talking about other coaches and she was like, oh yeah, I had to unfollow so-and-so. She triggered the shit out of me. And I was like, yeah, like, why is that? You know, like it, because it's not just, oh, I can't stand her. It's, there's something in her messaging, in her way of being, in her way of showing up And she goes, yeah, because she reminds me of X, Y, and Z. And like these things that I didn't like about this, right? And just whatever the case may be. Or it's the opposite of I had to stop following her because I found myself feeling not good enough whenever I would watch her stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. And that's the other thing is like comparison is a joy killer. So if you do find yourself doing that on social media and really falling into that trap. I strongly, strongly, you don't even have to unfollow people, like just mute them, just Mm -hmm. put them away for a while until it is that you're in a good space where you, you feel confident enough in yourself to be following them again, or just don't follow them. Like your social media feed is your feed. Like it is fine for you. And if the person reach reaches out and says, Hey, I noticed like, you know, you haven't been engaging with my stuff or whatever the case may be, be honest. Like just say, Yeah, you know what? Like you were I I found myself comparing or you were triggering me a bit or whatever it might be. Like it's more important to have that honest conversation. I mean, I find that most people don't reach out saying, Hey, why aren't you following me anymore? <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean right it's just your sanity
1: your mental health your emotional well-being is not worth it
2: over social media
1: yeah for sure and i think our social media is something we have 100% control over so yes if you're oh going oh my god i can't media. stand yeah i can't stand when i hear
2: people saying oh i'm not on social media because you know, I, it's
1: just so negative. <laughs> uh, you're not following the right people. <laughs> yes. Yes. And like, for me, I stopped watching the news a couple of years ago. I've not watched the news. So oh, I don't. For probably two years. I a don't. A lot of yep. people really shocked, but I'm like, at the end of the day, what's really important will actually show up my my newsfeed or my husband will message me or <laughs> something ought to be on the Apple news, the four things in the left hand side so that I accidentally see once a, once a day or whatever, you know? Oh, um, I know. Um, Yeah. And it's in our control and the comparison thing has been a really big topic for me recently because what I, when I was feeling comparison, this, like, like this need, it's like this sugar rush or something. It just naturally sort of, it's, it's such a screwed up thing, but instead we can just direct the flow, right? Like if it really needs to be filled, which is not necessarily, you can just do it in a better way, right? So what I did is I went back and watched like a whole lot of my stories from a year ago off Instagram and I'm like, oh yeah, I've come a long way, and compared myself to myself, and that's a richer experience. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love
2: that, and mm. I think that's so important. Yeah, it's is just to about look. Twiking. Yeah, looking at yourself, like, compare yourself to yourself. I hate though when like I come across posts and I was like, oh, that was really good. I don't think I've put anything out like that in a while. <laughs> I, I sometimes, it. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that has the opposite effect for me. But I'm I'm growing. It's it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and also the, the one thing I was going to say about the the news is I w- I got on a podcast interview today with someone, and they were like, "How like how's Nicaragua? Is it safe there?" And like I think this is one of especially as a traveler. Actually, I got on two podcast interviews today, and both. Both of them were American and both of them asked me if it was safe. And except one of them was like very aware of her, her bubble-ness and she goes, I am fully aware that I am an American that like is, you know, gives into this fear mongering of, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) and I'm like, you are probably more unsafe in your own country than in some places around the world. Like, I think I accidentally was on right before we got onto um our interview. I saw something pop up on Facebook about someone being marked safe during the some some odd new mass shooting that happened in the US and like right. I think I actually had this this realization this aha moment the other day where you don't hear about mass shootings in South America. You don't hear, I mean, unless it's like cartel related, but Mm -hmm. you don't hear about people driving into, you know, the streets. And this is something that happened in Toronto was a person in a van drove into a mass amount of people. And like that here, like that just doesn't happen. Right. And I think there is a way of life um, in certain other countries, that is just people are know how to be happy with less. They're not bought into this whole consumerism, this mm. capitalistic society of buy, 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 and work your ass off just to buy more shit that you don't need. If I can impart any wisdom with you guys, it's buy experiences, not things. Get out and see the world. There is so much off to offer in this world, and I become richer every time I leave my country and go and explore somewhere new. And I mean, I, I love Canada. Do not get me wrong. I live in a beautiful, beautiful country. Um, But there is so much more of this world to see than just my, my home country. Right. Mm. And so I think it's, it's really important. This, this coronavirus and all of these things, I'm like, man, I survived. I was actually diagnosed with swine flu back when that was, thing maybe yeah, maybe like ten years ago I was like I've survived
1: H1N1, I can deal
2: with coronavirus. (laughs)
1: Bring it. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, the whole time we're talking about the shootings and the sickness and all the things, it just it kept reminding me about what Abraham Merks talks about, which is like literally we are attracting the things that we're thinking about and we're fearing and stuff, right? So if we believe we're safe, we're going to attract the situations the people and experiences that we're safe. If we're believing that, oh, it's so dangerous and we're going to get raped. Honestly, I legitimately, I'm not even kidding you. I was in Wellington a few months ago and I was freaking out because my husband and I had had a bad, few days we'd actually separated i haven't told anyone about this so yo here we go we're actually still together, Whoa. We together we worked through it but the thing that happened for me the moment we separated for like you know a day is i was scared of being alone i was so freaking petrified of being unsafe and in that morning i went mm-hmm. for a walk and i nearly got raped and like literally a guy was on top of me and everything and i was like i literally manifested this with my fucking oh thing. my
2: god <laughs> Wow, first of all, I am so sorry to hear that that happened to you. So sorry, but I fully, some people are going to hear this and they're going to be like, this is insane, like, this is so woo. But you know that I talk about this all the time that I manifested cancer into my life because that Mm -hmm. was the thing that I feared the most. And so it's very true that, like, whenever you, this is why, like, Mother Teresa used to say that she would never go to an anti anti-war protest. She would only go to a peace protest or like whatever, like a sit-in. Because it's what you focus on. It's what so if you don't like if for example you're an American and you're not wanting Trump to win the 2020 elections, you have to focus on On what it is that you do want. Like, this is the perfect example is that so many people put out anti Trump this and anti Trump that, but your subconscious mind does not know the difference between positives and negatives. It's only what you're focusing on. And this is going back to NLP. If I tell you not to think of a blue tree, what is (laughs) the first thing you think of?
1: A blue tree.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have to go and think of the blue tree in order to negate it. Okay. So if you're someone that is wanting something in your life, don't fight it with the opposite. Focus on what it is that you do want. Like, vote Bernie, what, like, whatever, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, right? Like, focus on what it is that you want to happen. Not, you know, even like thinking about the Australian fires. It's mm-hmm. not. Putting out the fires. It's like bringing rain, bringing support that's going to negate that situation. And I remember when that was all happening, I started, like, there were so many people in the online space saying, it's, you got to stop focusing on the fires. They're going to keep growing. It's the collective conscious that brings the rain, that brings the water. Like, start focusing on what you want to happen. And so that's, that's really like what. You, you, at the end of the day, focus on what it is that you want.
1: Yes, I totally, one hundred percent agree with it. And do you want to tell us a little bit about how you moved through your cancer and how that, what that really showed you in your life, and
2: how mm. that impacted
1: you afterwards? Now,
2: well, that was the whole part of my spiritual awakening. I was diagnosed at twenty eight with thyroid cancer, and. A huge part of my that backstory is that when I was growing up, I was really severely bullied. And I now having gone through all of this work and healing that that past self, realized that I was told that I was never enough. I was not right for being me. And so I was taught to be quiet. I was taught to keep small. I was taught that you know, who I was, wasn't enough. And so I had to be someone else if I wanted to be accepted. And that just kind of manifested into all these different things. I became a serial dater. I would, you know, turned into a bit of an alcoholic and, and, borderline drug addict in my 20s in my early 20s i was a binge eater and then i i changed into you know just over exercising and like hardly eating anything ironically like i never said that i had anorexia but i really like at the end of the day i was eating a bowl of cheerios and like tomato soup every day and like that wow. was it so yeah i'm i'm <laughs> I had like a, maybe a six month bout of anorexia, but it was just uh, cause I gained so much weight in university. And then I didn't understand that I was like eating my emotions. And so all of these things just started adding up. And I, I knew that I wasn't treating my body well. I knew that I wasn't working out or eating well, or, you know, I was drinking too much and all of these things started to pile up. And I was like, fuck I'm going to like get cancer if I keep going the way that I do. And I never thought it would manifest so quickly, but i I am a very powerful <laughs> manifester. And it was something that I would think about multiple times a week, right? And I just feared it so much. No one in my family, like my great aunt had breast cancer, but No one in my family, really, aside from that, has ever had cancer. I had no reason to think that cancer would be something that, like, runs in my family. And then, yeah, I just, I constantly fixated on it and I would speak it into existence. I have a defined throat center as a manifesting generator. And I would say, you know, if anyone were to get cancer, it would be me. And so, what you speak into existence has no choice but to appear. And I wasn't like I, the process of that was that I went to a doctor's appointment. She felt a lump in my throat. Uh, Then I went to my ultrasound, and the woman who was doing it um, kind of gasped a bit. And I was like, oh, well, that can't be good. And like, so unprofessional, because I said to her, I was like, uh, okay, what? and uh-huh. she was like oh i can't discuss that with you i'm like are you fucking kidding me what? and then so yeah and then so of course i got the call and they wanted to biopsy the the nodes and then when at, like after the biopsy i just i was going in there i i pretty much knew what was coming so i wasn't i wasn't surprised when when that all transpired and then from there started in the network marketing and the personal development and from personal development, spirituality. And that's what made me realize that I manifested cancer into my life.
1: That's mm. doing
2: Doing the work. And so the next time, like this is the example I always give to people. The next time your plane starts to uncontrollably shake, do not think of it falling out of the sky. Like <sighs> think of it landing where you are going, right? Mm. Wrap your plane in a bubble of white light and just trust and surrender that, you know, everything is going to be fine because really turbulence, even in the worst of turbulence, like I've had conversations with pilots who say that like, it's, it's part of the process. It's like, it's fine. It's nothing to, to be worried about ever.
0: So Mm -hmm.
1: that's, yeah. Always focus on what you want. Yeah. It's so powerful. And I honestly just absolutely take my head off to you as to how much you own that process and and what mm-hmm. like no I've never heard anyone talk about cancer like that personally like I've in books or something but not personally no one someone you know and oh so to hear someone really talk about it like that and have that level of self-responsibility even though it's like a sickness and it's cancer also cancer is like a definitely a triggering thing because my father passed a cancer when I was really young so oh. you know and a lot of us know people who have had cancer right and it's just oh, everyone knows
2: someone who's had yeah. cancer everyone so,
1: does. So to hear someone like put a completely fresh perspective of it and be like, yeah, I manifest this. It's just like, what the fuck? Hold the phone, please share your wisdom. And and so it's one of the reasons why we should go (laughs) here. It's just like, what? But And this
2: is the thing too, is that sometimes there's, there's people who have questions like what about babies who are born with it? And what about, you know, young kids? And it's like there it's energy, right? So it's passed on from um mother or father to child right it's mm-hmm. actually something that unfortunately if if the parent has energetic wounds or healing that needs to be done or you know i can't remember the exact statistic that i was reading but it's something along the lines of like 70 to 80% of autoimmune of cancers of Whatever are not actually like they're environmentally; it's not genetic. So Mm -hmm. it's your environment, it's your stress level, it's your adrenals, it's your the food you're consuming, it's how much you're like taking care of your body, working out. It's you know the the thoughts you're feeding yourself, like your mindset. So we fully like if you need the science behind this, please go and watch any Joe Dispenza anything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Any Joe Dispenza will give you the woo with the science. And I have recently fallen in love with him because I've realized that I actually really do like that, that piece of it is being able to give people the research behind and the science behind because energy is the only, like quantum physics is the only um, theory out there that hasn't been able to be disproven yet.
1: Yes. And I, I love how you t- brought up jo- Dr. Dispenza because he's like my new, I don't know, idol right now. I'm just, I'm yeah. reading his book, Becoming Supernatural, and it's just like, I wish I had this book in my teenage years uh, so I could understand grief and stress in a whole different way and but I'm like yes. no it's okay I'm not gonna regret not knowing something that wasn't right for me at that point but you know no, and
2: it wouldn't have been right and you would have yeah. called it hokum and and oh, it wouldn't have set. resonated with you yeah. yeah because I saw The Secret when I was like 22 23 or maybe a little bit younger and uh, it didn't it didn't hit home for me the way
1: it did when I watched it when I was like 28. Mm, yeah. yeah. And the um, other thing I wanted to just touch on as well, in regards to like us manifesting these bad things in our lives, is that, you know, if we can manifest that quickly, the bad things, and I'm sure we all have had a story where something's happened, right? We like, we're worried about something and then it happened, or we lost our job because, or we're going to have this fight with this person, and then we did, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> It means that we have the power to manifest the, the great things as quickly, just as quickly as well. So it's not 100%. like all hope is lost and we're only <laughs> destined to have the bad things because that's the thing we've manifested the most in the past. It's not that at all. And I'm living, breathing testament of that that it doesn't it doesn't have to stay that doesn't have to be your pattern if you don't want it to. And it's about right. using the the things that come across your path, the resources and the tools and the people and the and all the things and the experience and the stories to inspire you to learn more and to implement them into your life so that you can change your path.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. A hundred times. Yes, this is exactly it. It's like you can choose to focus on the negative or you can choose to focus on the positive. Like what would you rather have? It's because the negative like for most people it's a recurring pattern and so it's easier to focus on that because that's what you know and when you choose to focus on the positive when you choose to like spend 10 minutes in the morning, like really sitting in meditation, sitting in gratitude, visualizing, seeing the life that you want and doing it over and over. While it may be repetitive, you are reprogramming your brain to be scanning your environment for those things, for those opportunities, for those next Mm -hmm. best steps. And so it's a lot more difficult for people who haven't trained themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And it all begins with just committing, (laughs) making a decision to focus on the positive. And I tell people this all the time, like, set an alarm in your phone, set reminders daily of how am I feeling today? What am I thinking right now? Where is my mind at? And how is that trickling into my feelings, my actions, and my results? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my
1: gosh, I gave me a chose. Oh,
2: the best, most
1: simplest, easiest advice ever, but this is most, most powerful, most powerful.
2: Yeah. A lot of this is super simple. It's just, we don't take the time to do it. And listen, I go through waves. Like you, you and I were sitting, having a conversation before this and I'm like, everything I am saying right now is like me coaching myself through Mm. what we were just talking about. I'm like, I know all of this stuff, but sometimes it's, it's hard to coach yourself sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is the power of investing in mentors because they are really going to hold you accountable to being that person that you want to be and having those, those outcomes that you want. Right. They'll give you their best kind
1: of tools and tips to get you to where you want to go oh for sure and knowing that you have that ear on the other side of the world if you're outside of the world going to listen to your bullshit as you put it out and then you coach yourself around it as you say it and then they yes. put these feedback in and encourage you for coaching yourself like honestly that's the work that I do with my clients and the work that my coach does with me is we pretty much just hear ourselves like write off a whole lot of bullshit and then come to a resolution We're like oh yeah actually I'm better than this and I, I know how to fix this and I know how to move through it but accountability and support, right? Yes. I can't tell you how many times I have been,
2: I've hired like multiple mentors in the past two years. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been on a call. Like I'm thinking definitely every single coach that I've worked with or mastermind, whatever I've been through a moment where I'm like, Oh no, wait. Yeah. Okay. That's me being an idiot. Like I know that this is not actually truth or I know that this is not what my, my belief system actually is, but here I am saying it. And then literally like my favorite thing is when my clients coach themselves. I'm like, you know, it's, it's so rewarding (laughs) because Mm. it's like, okay, you get it. So now just start doing it. Right. Like, it's so funny. I, but those are like my favorite moments because they're like, ah, yes, this is, this
1: is it. Like I I know these things and seeing them work through it. It's, it's a beautiful process. Mm, I love it. And at the end of the day, working with clients and us working with coaches is all about upgrading our human and about learning and about integrating a deeper level. We don't, a a coach really, they really do help us. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like coaches are freaking incredible, but be there to facilitate our growth. Correct. They're Mm -hmm. not
2: there to provide. It's like, I don't work with clients who need handholding because that creates a codependent relationship. And I never, like, I have had, oh goodness. Okay. I don't want to say no, maybe like one or two clients of mine have like re-signed but I really celebrate when my clients don't resign with me because Mm -hmm. it means that I'm not creating a codependent relationship and it means that they've come for everything that they've desired and that I can celebrate them stepping into their next level. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point because if you're not going to do the work and I've made this mistake in the past where I've invested in a coach thinking that there was something outside of me that they had that they were going to give to me or do for me or whatever the case may be and that is not when you should be investing let me no. just tell you you're going to regret that investment 1000%. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and not that I ever regret any purchases that I've made like I was I was telling you before this is like there was a coach that I invested in and I invested more out of fear than out of Excitement! I loved working with this one woman; like she was incredible. But the timing in which I made the investment was not the right time to do so.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that was—it was a learning lesson, right? And that's all it was. Mm. She's she's wonderful. She's amazing. I I you know promote her to other people. But it just wasn't the right decision at that time mm. for me. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love you know, that. It's hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I I honestly love your honesty and the vulnerability that we've shared on this has been absolutely incredible. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love my soul sisters. I just uh, so much. Yes. 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 For people that want to find more of you and get all up on the Namaste Babes grill and all of the things, can you Mm. please share all of the places for everyone to come and connect with you?
2: Yes. So my favorite place that I'm hanging out right now is on Instagram. So as I mentioned before, at Babe, And um, we also have a podcast that, oh my goodness, I think we were, I'm looking it up right now because it was so close to the 5K mark that I was going, I am literally 22 downloads away from the 5k mark right now. (gasps) I am losing my shit because I only launched my podcast five months ago and I am on Facebook. You're more than welcome to add me as a friend. I am Kiki Yura. Just do me a favor though. If you do add me as a friend on Facebook, please send me a message and let me know that you've heard it on this podcast because that's the thing is I never know where these people are coming from. So if you're coming from a podcast interview, if you're coming because you've listened to my story and it's resonated with you, of course I want to be friends with you. So Mm -hmm. just shoot me a message and let me know that that's the case, please.
1: Yes, I get that. Oh my gosh. This is so beautiful. Honestly, I absolutely love this and I just want to thank you again so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your story and for being the beautiful light that you are in this world because the work oh. you do is, is so important and I just want to thank you for being you and showing up authentically and doing your thing no matter fucking what. Oh, I love you so much. Thank
2: you. I have had so much fun on this podcast interview and this is just really not even an interview, just a conversation. I love yes. I love when things just flow. They're
0: great. Yes, we do. Oh yay. Thank you everyone for coming along and we'll see you again next week. Bye. It is called High Vibe Babes Community. It is a free Facebook group. Now I'd love to have you in there. There are so many free trainings and epicness in this group. So please get your booty in there. It would mean the world if you would subscribe to this podcast. Do the reviews, the rating, the stars, all of the things. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to chat with you on the next episode. I'm sending you all of the vibes and all of the love. Over and out from heart, the High Vibe Babe.